Shut the fuck up, Aiden. Welcome back, creamers. Um, cream- What's good, creamers? There we go. Uh, welcome back for episode 27 of the Half and Half podcast, featuring a special guest, PhD in Brockhampton. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Uh, what's up, everybody? My name is Nick Hill. Um, I, I would not say I'm a PhD in Brockhampton, and I feel like that's an insult to PhDs, but <laughs> I, I, I know a good deal about them, probably more than I should. That's a good enough for a PhD. I mean, I mean, do you have to get a PhD for a musician? Do you have to do like an Eminem thing and like kill your girlfriend and put her in your trunk and write a letter? Oh, like you have to like imitate the artist essentially. Is that what you're saying? So Nick has to suck a bunch of penises and walk on a treadmill for ten hours. Well, you know, jokes on you. I've already done that. <laughs> I'm Which, still fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I've been meaning to get uh at this point it just seems like all my friends get to be on the podcast at some point. But Nick especially so just because it sort of seems right up your alley. Yeah, uh I I mean, I've done some podcasty stuff in the past. Like really I want to go more into the video field of media and do like TV broadcasts and stuff, but I mean, my mom always tells me I have a face for radio, so I guess this is right uh, my alley. Uh-huh. So basically, his plan is to blow up and act like he don't know any of us. Yeah. Um. So Nick is here, but as usual, we just sort of talk about whatever's happened to us personally. Uh, me and Aiden were at Hopscotch yesterday. Oh, I do want to just comment really quick though something I noticed about like our guests and stuff. I find it funny that we've had a bunch of like Vasant's friends and everything because you know they support him in the podcast and like you know it's this big old happy family. All my friends don't listen. <laughs> well, they're also not from the state. Yeah. All my friends either go to the same school as me or are yeah. like it's like my friends. Two back, hours. My my one friend Brando back home in the first episode, I sent him it. I was like, oh, I made a podcast in case you want to listen. He said he was he liked the first ten minutes, and then as soon as I started bashing Olive Garden, he stopped, and he's never going to listen again. I mean, to be fair, cancel Olive Garden is a thing now. It so. is, yeah. I'm I'm so excited. You have been ahead of the curve on that one. I, I'm so excited right now. No, Aiden is super. Like, Aiden and I have had conversations about how stupid cancel culture is, but this is the one time he's willing to. I'm fully behind it. Fully behind it. <laughs> I, I saw on that list was Taco Bell, and I do not know if I am willing to give up my baby, my child. <laughs> Delicious Taco. Can Bell. Can we talk about? I'm keeping Taco Bell. I'm keeping No Taco one, Bell. I don't think anyone except for those select few truly understand how beautiful it is to see Nick go from someone who like had a burrito shoved down his throat and he started screaming <laughs> to fully, can you tell that story actually? Well, yeah, so um, it was one night I had just gotten back from having dinner with my family. This is back in high school. Mm-hmm. And I got a text from one of my friends. He's like, hey, do you want to come hang out with me and my other friend? Yeah. Who, I mean, is also a friend of mine. So I guess we're all friends. Yeah. And you know what friends do? They trust each other, and they go out and have fun with each other. Of course. That's not what happened that night. So they came to my house and put a blindfold on me. I'm like, okay, you know, this is either going to go very well or very not well. But, you know, I trusted them because yeah. they're my friends. <laughs> so they drove me to an unknown location to me at the time which happened to be Taco Bell. It was the parking lot of the Arboretum. <laughs> and my friend who drove got out of the car, walked into Taco Bell and ordered a burrito. And I was just sitting there. My other friend's like, so what do you think is going to happen? Are you ready? <laughs> and, and you got to get raped I, or something. At that point, I just assumed the worst. And yeah. indeed it was because... They're tossing you into the river. Is what you're thinking. He's about to get point. gagged. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it, I think it was worse than that because my friend came back and took this massive dong of a burrito. <laughs> he basically did just get. He re- shoved re- it down my throat. I, I couldn't even <laughs> chew this thing. Like I, I know you've seen the video. I was nearly choking on this yeah, burrito. It's like if you've seen a Taco Bell burrito, they're very like. They're unlike they're very like strict to form. So it's just a cylindrical tube, mm-hmm. just not even like a little bit. Like the full thing went through. Right, I, I guess I should add some context to why I was why they decided to take me to yeah. Taco Bell. For the <laughs> longest time, I was very anti Taco Bell. Yeah, for some like reason. growing up in a Mexican American household, yeah. it was always like instilled in me that. Taco Bell is Satan. It's anti-culture. It is anti-culture, and it, it is not what Mexican food should be. Mexican food is not fast. It's not, like, cookie-cutter, you know? It, there's heart that goes into so it. What are the thoughts in the household about Chipotle, though? Oh, it's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because, you know, it's seen as more healthy. Yeah, that's basically like uh, Olive Garden versus Bertucci's in, like, Italian households, like, Olive Garden, never do it. Bertucci's, ah, it's okay. It's because they, it's because Chipotle just shoves the word fresh in your head so many times. It's like, it's got to be good. Yeah. Yeah, but now Nick actually likes Taco Bell, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, um, I got drunk and I ate it, and that just changed my mind, you know? Perfect yep, drunk it. food. It is. The perfect, like, anything. Right? And now that I'm 21, I can legally walk into that Taco Bell cantina across on campus and order myself, like, a spiked Baja Blast or something. <laughs> oh, wait, they sell those? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, like, their uh, best seller there or something Of like course that. it is. That's beautiful. That's amazing. That's artistic drink making. I, I have a story also about trusting your friends for, like, the wrong reason. Or, like, it being a mistake. Oh, boy. Here we go. So, back in sophomore year of high school, uh, I was probably about... Five four at that time, and now I'm four eleven. So you know. <laughs> so, my one friend had just come back from vacation. He was having us all over. You know, we're all hanging out, and he had this big suitcase. And he was like, "Aiden, would you be able to like fit in that suitcase?" And I was like, "You know what? Maybe." So I walk over, I curl up in a ball. I'm like, "Yeah, I think I can fit." He just immediately shuts it, holds it shut, zips it up, and they start just rolling me around the room. Um, so yeah. I'm taking a pause. Are you taking a pause? No, like not literally, because Elisa was like, don't you want to see JPEG? JPEG dropped out of the traditional hopscotch lineup. Yeah. State of Sound, which is the NC State, like, media sort of organization. Yeah. State of Sound for NC State uh, has posted, they're doing a day party. You guys probably saw the people singing outside the entrance. Yeah. Yeah, apparently JPEG's supposed to pull up to that. Wait, when, when is that? It's from... One to four. I don't know if we missed him. I was going to say, did we miss him? Because a girl was out there last I checked. Yeah. Also, it just says JPEG, though, so I don't know if that's... Oh, it just says JPEG? Yeah. I don't trust that. It's the uh, JPEG cartel. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Uh, we're live breaking. Hold on. He does not go by JPEG. That's what I'm saying. This is this is like a lot right now. <laughs> also, why would he skip the real festival just to be in fucking state of sound? Yeah, hold on. Was he like JPEG? I don't know what he is though. <laughs> this isn't gonna work. <laughs> I can't buy this person. He doesn't go by JPEG though, so that's, that's not what, him. I don't think it's him. It, it, also, the reason I know it's not him is because the other people on here are people named such as King Gino. You don't know King Gino? Oh, wait, yeah. isn't that the guy who would always, like, uh, turn the chalk all around campus? Yep, the yeah. King Jano from the uh, the Cypress. Yeah, I know I still have yet to go to one of those. 
Okay, yeah, King Jean. I remember he uh he would always put around like on chalk all over campus his song names and everything. He had the one song that uh I I don't remember the name of it, but I remember in the middle of it he just made the Drake reference where he's just like free smoke, free smoke, hey, free smoke, free smoke, hey. Yeah, so but apparently that's also on Hopscotch's official website, so I don't know what to believe if they've just decided to call him JPEG. For they, the... they wouldn't just call him JPEG, though. That's what I would say. You know, they, they would say JPEG Mafia because on their good. advertising, they said JPEG Mafia. Watch it just be him. If it is, we're just going to hear uh, the sounds of forgive me, Jesus, I'm a thought. <laughs> also, <laughs> the thing is, it goes one to four, so it's not like it's fine. It's fine. If it's him, I'll catch him on the tour, maybe. Anyway, I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> we've uh, yeah, so we well, that was a, almost a news bomb. Yeah. It might have actually been one. Yeah, so your friends suck. That's the the, the moral of the story. Yeah, basically. Well, it was actually a deadly experience almost because I'm lactose intolerant. And there was cheese in that burrito, so oh, seriously, nah, I, it wouldn't have killed me. Oh my god, I just don't like the taste of cheese. He also would have been gassy. <laughs> yeah, they would have just dinned themselves in right there. Oh, okay, that would have ruined their lives with, them down with you, instant okay. karma. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Do we want to talk about hopscotch? Sure. Yeah. Like I just do like a little bit. I don't want to like yeah, I mean, lament, we'll, but. We'll yeah, so me and Aiden are volunteering at Hopscotch on Saturday, and part of being a volunteer is that, like, you pay deposit so you can't ditch your shift or whatever. But Vasant, what is Hopscotch? Hopscotch is a music <laughs> festival that takes place in Raleigh every year around this time, I believe. Yeah. And so we were volunteering it. We're volunteering at it on Saturday, so we got general admission wristbands to essentially go whenever we want. As long as we do our shift, it's for free, which is it's not hard. If you commit to something, just do it. Um, there's like a marriage joke in there somewhere, but so we did go yesterday and we saw Snail Mail, who was good. Yes. She was quite, she's quite good at the guitar. She's a very good guitarist. Yes. Uh, then we had a break and then we saw Rick Wilson, new friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, he did awesome. He's super friendly guy. We talked with him after the show for a bit. Literally did not know he was going in, but now I do. Yeah. So he he did his job as far as everybody uh go I'm gonna go do like the K pop stand thing. Everybody forget about this. Stream Rick Wilson right now. Stan Rick Wilson. Video of Rick Wilson dancing on stage, you know, like Rick Wilson, super sweet guy. We uh we definitely electric performer. Yeah. Electric. True electric, that's a good word. Yes. Good good word, Aiden. You're welcome. Good vocab. Um, no, we, I really appreciated his, like the way he like sort of was so like friendly that you felt like you were just talking to someone, mm-hmm. not someone who's just on stage commanding an entire crowd for a bit. Um, he was great. Um, interview reserve was fucking phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. I like blew out, I destroyed my voice because of them. And then Joey Perp was also quite good. Right. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just laughing thinking about the girl that, uh, we're going to talk about that in a sec. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in a sec. Yeah. Joey Perp was really good. He threw, like, he, like, emptied four water bottles onto the crowd. I, I took a water bottle to the face, dude. I guess he, that makes up for the uh, the hurricane we did not get. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, where's all the fucking bad weather? It's the nicest day of the week it's right now outside. outside right now. <laughs> um, so that was pretty great. Joey Perp was good. And then Earth Gang fucking killed it. And I, we also got to see J. Cole because he came out and introduced them. Yeah, which was uh, pretty awesome. I've gotten closer to J. Cole than most, like, J. Cole stands, and that makes me happy. Yeah, because now I could just be like, hey, guys, I was front row in front of J. Cole. Yeah. He didn't perform. Yeah. 
Still sound like a pull out in parties or bumble profiles. Yeah. <laughs> Earth game was fantastic. Uh truly like the energy was crazy. Their outfits were fucking wild too. Yeah. They they were great. Um Yeah, no. Uh Stream Maryland. Stream Maryland, Stan Rick Wilson, and uh don't grab Joey Perper Richie uh by the test. Okay, so this is this is a decent <laughs> conversation. So this happens a lot in sporting events too, where people think that just because they have paid to attend something, they now somehow own the people who are performing or entertaining them. Well, the, yeah. Well, you don't have rights when you're on the field or you're on stage. Like that's that goes away. That's part of the contract. You sign. So uh, there was a girl who's probably trashed on white claws. <laughs> Is that some shot of white claws? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's just because there were a lot of people with white claws there, so I assume that was what she chose. And it's also the stereotype. You know this. What is it? It's, it ain't, there ain't no laws when you're drinking a claw? You that? know, we were looking at getting a flag that said that exact thing for our apartment. That's awesome. That'd be great. Uh, and then I figured, you know, what would my parents think? What would Jesus think? <laughs> yeah, what I'm not going to do that. Think? What would I, You know, speaking of that, yeah. I, I know we'll get to it later. Still disappointed that he is not on that Post Malone song. Which one? Uh, the internet. Uh, there was a leak of him on a cut of the internet. Really? Which is a song that's on his new album that just dropped. Okay. No Kanye. Really? No Kanye on the track that's on the album. It's yeah. Because and he it, loves Jesus. <laughs> gospel album. Yeah. yeah. Coming September out. 27th, allegedly. But I also can't trust him at this point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to trust you, Kanye, but I can't. You just keep on, like, you keep on promising me things and then taking them away from me. Taking it away from you like it takes earwax out of his ears. Oh, I heard about And then that. into his mouth. Oh, I heard about that. Uh, did you hear about that song? No. Yeah, there's a video of Kanye, like, picking through his ear, yeah. looking at it, and then just putting it in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. I, I was looking on my phone on Twitter, and I saw it. And then I, it took me a second. I'm wait. I pulled up in Spotify and checked what I was listening to. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm still listening to Kids See Ghosts. And I just saw this. Just threw off your vibes from uh, Cuddy's moaning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Oh yeah, you're. But we were talking about uh, roping. Yes. Yeah. So like, well, no. So with a lot of athletes, it's a uh, well, it's a mixed bag. Uh, this past year, Westbrook and the racist fan in Utah, Kyle Lowry getting pushed by the one of the co-owners or like a guy with a stake in the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Football. I know he's probably not the best example, but Tyreek Hill getting beer thrown into his face. Oh yeah, that happened. In New England. So it happens. So we're so yeah. So girl probably drunk on white claws and probably other things at this point. I don't know how horny she was. Not. I'm not even gonna try and guess that mu- that number. But. It's it's not even a feasible concept. Like she's literally. We can't even estimate it. So she. So like injury reserve three. There's three people by the way in injury reserve. One of them is named Richie. They all came out wearing ponchos. So, in an initial glance, when she's kind of reaching, she's like, oh, okay, she's trying to grab his poncho, which is also crossing the line already because they don't want to be touched. There's, just because they're near you doesn't mean they're okay with you grabbing at them. But that's like, eh, I guess it's like whatever. But Aiden was more in the middle, and him and uh, former guest Jeff um, noticed that said she said that like he was dead. He's like, he, former guest, yeah, former is my friend <laughs> Jeff, who was no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, he's in class at Chapel Hill. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Fuck you, Etsy. Um, <laughs> she apparently was reaching up to grab his dick because she was going up for the crotch. His, his Richard, 
His rich, his Richie's richer. <laughs> Jailbreak the testicle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she was trying to do. And you could tell, apparently Aiden said you could tell Richie was not with it because he kind of danced away. Yeah, he kind of, kind of like grooved on backwards, you know? He was like rapping in it. And he's like, you know, just going at it. And then you just see him like hop back a little bit when she gets real close. I'm like. Well, Elisa pointed out uh, that. He stopped going in the middle as much, too. Yeah, I noticed that, too, because uh, she ruined it for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but then she did it again with Joey Perp. But Joey Perp handled it where when he saw her hand, he just shook her hand <laughs> and then let it go. That's so baller, right? There. But we say that to say if you go see someone live or if you go to a sporting event, do not touch someone if they don't, like, explicitly say, like, high five you or whatever. Like, it was one thing when, like, Earth Gang or Perp would hold their hand out looking for high fives. Mm -hmm. That's clearly a sign of high five me. Now, if you grab their dick in that moment, that's still (laughs) not okay. Yeah, no, I I remember, like, one of the craziest concert moments I ever had was uh, when Kendrick Lamar jumped into the crowd and he was like, touch me, touch me everywhere you want. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, Don't worry, Nick. (laughs) And I believe, while she, I I think this is her, she's not the most sympathetic figure because she's racist and annoying. Iggy Azalea. Oh, God. <laughs> I think Iggy Azalea, I believe it was her. She talked about how she would do crowd surfing, and she stopped. Because people would just, like, try and grab yeah, all of the yeah, sexual, yeah. you know. That's bad, people. No. I mean, what you said earlier about people, it's like when they're performing or, like, playing in sports, don't touch them unless they, like, give you consent. That's just a good general rule, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not only when they're playing their sport, but if you just see someone on the street. Well, because the reason I say that is just because people, like, buy, like, especially with, like, football, I guess it's harder. But, like, with the NBA, people buy courtside tickets, and they're super expensive. So they feel entitled for some reason. Well, they feel entitled because they have a lot of money. Uh, money, <laughs> money, but you. also like, you're in a position of, like, I bought the C, you know, I can do whatever yeah. I want. yeah. They also, people get mad when, like, NBA players, like, run into them. And I'm like, you guys are fucking dumb. If you read the agreement well, of course. at they the bottom, it like- literally says, a player might run into you because you're kind of in their way. Be warned. I, I just like the idea of whenever people, whenever like those clips go viral of like you know fans like throwing a punch at a player or something that like fell on them or something. Yeah. I'm like, what did you expect, man? Like, come on. <laughs> the best one was what the best Westbrook because Westbrook it's happened before. The best one was he was waiting to check in the game and he was sitting on the scorers table and the dude kept talking and he was like, Westbrook turned. I was like, Yo, bro, just shut the fuck up and watch the game with your wife. <laughs> Yeah, so the point is, don't say racist things, first of all. Let's start there. But, like, don't just don't touch people, man, unless they say they want it. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Like, I've, I've, like, I haven't been to a lot of concerts. And, like, I know the groping thing is a thing. But that was just, like, blatant. Oh, like, everyone blatant. saw her do also, that. Also, Vasanth, you claim to have this, uh, you claim to be all good and pure. But you've been touching me in this booth this entire episode. Nick is my witness. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick's, Nick actually likes it. That's why he hasn't said anything. Uh, <laughs> you got, you're just going to stand for that? Yeah, he is. Wow, okay. I mean, Vasan knows me pretty well, I'd say. He knows <laughs> what I like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? Me, we were in front of uh, Josh Dempsey, friend, another friend. We were at his house, and we were, like, just screwing around. We were just shooting, some, shooting at the basketball hoops, just waiting for something. I thought when you start that, like, the context of the story before that, when you went, we were just screwing, I was like, 
Yeah. You know, as we do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, just uh, guys do. But just we were just, guys we, we were just, we were just dudes. pulling up, you know, just messing around. I think we were about to go somewhere. And then Jeff just comes from behind and just gets like a firm handful of both of our asses. Oh, wow. I, I think he said he could do that because he has a girlfriend. He was like, I got a girlfriend, so, you know, <laughs> it's not gay if I do this now. No, it was, no, no, no. He used, Jeff has this hilarious, it, this is all a joke, his hilarious gay scale where he's like, he was like, what I did was gay, but I am not gay. <laughs> well, again, you know the rule, right? What, what's the rule? If you're wearing socks, it oh. is automatically not gay. No, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but Jeff's scale is just like, you can do gay things and just not, and just claim you're not gay. So that's what Jeff would do. Yeah. Okay. I see. It's like saying no homo. Like, you know, kiss a homie goodnight. Yeah, no, homo. no homo. It's not gay. It's fine. His mom died. Who else is going to kiss him to bed? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, right there. But I mentioned sports, so I have to ask one question. You guys heard about this guy named Antonio Brown? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, I, wait. Who is he? <laughs> context. Antonio Brown <laughs> plays football for the Oakland Raiders. Maybe not for long. Allegedly plays football. I don't know if he does anymore. Yeah, he's a wide receiver, which means when you throw the ball, he's the one who fucking catches it. Okay, cool. Go ahead, Nick. As someone who does not like the Raiders, this is news <laughs> to my ears. This is fantastic. But apparently he is playing this Sunday. I just saw that, yeah. Playing week one. Yeah, so for context, Antonio Brown, we met, briefly mentioned this. Ignore that, it's fine. Had a long dispute. Was that my wallet? Yeah. Yep. Had a long dispute with, with the stop. stop. <laughs> Had a long dispute with the league over his helmet, and you know that was that was his own dumb thing. So he skipped a lot of the team's mandatory practices and walkthroughs and stuff they do to sort of get ready for the season. So the general manager sent him a letter saying like, "Hey, you missed these things. You know, we ought to find you." And I think that's fair because if you don't find him. That can maybe set a bad precedent. Yeah, I mean, like you, it, you have to be like uh, fair with every player, essentially. Just because like, he's know? good. Yeah. So he finds him. Uh, Antonio Brown is guaranteed thirty million dollars this year, and he was fined fifty thousand. So just, you know, putting that in context. <laughs> he's also made a shit ton of money up until this point. So he posts something on Instagram about how like his own team's hating on him. He has a – I don't know if he's done changed it. He unfollowed everyone on the team that he had currently been following. Did he really? Yeah, he unfollowed the team. <laughs> he unfollowed Derek Carr. Dude, that's awesome. He unfollowed Derek Carr. He unfollowed the team's quarterback. Yeah, that's Derek my quarterback. So, so we go from that, and then he allegedly was cussing – we found out today. He was cussing at the general manager who was sending – who sent him the letter mm-hmm. and said he, he called him a cracker. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of other cuss words, and then said he would punch him in the but, face. But Vasant, you're not allowed to say cracker. I can only say cracker. Oh, shut up. <laughs> he called him I think a. You can like half say cracker, right? I get the cracker pass. I th- are you are you half white? I am half white. All right, you can say cracker up to three times a day. Here you go. <laughs> uh, so you he, already used one. So. What about cracker? Crack- oh, that's fair. That's fair game. Cracker. Uh, so my bad. He called him a cracker and uh, threatened to beat him, punch him in the face. While all while being held back by a uh, Vontez Perfect, a man who is known for literally cheap shotting <laughs> people. 
He's just on Google Images looking at pictures of Mark Davis, the old Raiders owner. With all this talk, it just reminded me of how hideous this man is with his bowl cut that is so far up his forehead. I just looked over and I saw him swiping through pictures. He looks like my sleep paralysis demon. Tinder, just going through him. The best part oh is like I look, I'm like, okay, Nick's on his phone. I guess he's, you know, he's just letting me talk. And I didn't know he was looking at Mark Davis's <laughs> ugly ass. I, you know, something in my head, just something he's from my just, past, got triggered, and I was like, I needed to see it again, just to <laughs> confirm that it's a real thing. You know, because there's been times in the past where I'm like, is Mark Davis even real? <laughs> and then I go back and look. I'm like, holy shit. Okay, I have a question. Just look at Mark. Can you pull Mark Davis again, real quick? Yeah, guys, I, look do up. Want to look at him? Look at Mark Davis. Now, both of uh, dude, this is like a thought exercise. Aiden and Nick, look at his face, right? Yeah. You looking? He looks like a circumcised penis. <laughs> he <laughs> looks like John Gruden if you left him in the sun too long and he starts to dry up. Shut <laughs> up, boy. Look, 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 look. Thought exercise, right? Look at this man. Yeah. Now imagine this man convincing you to move his franchise to Las Vegas with all the prostitutes. And just imagine that oh. man <laughs> with the prostitutes. Hey there, pretty young thing. Do you want to come take a ride in my Mercedes? Do you want to raid me? <laughs> He's making this face at you while saying that. Oh, he... <laughs> That's like that. Okay, to give you an idea of what face it was, imagine Jim Carrey in a in a rom com. Like like I don't know. Like, do you ever do a rom com? Imagine Jim Carrey smiling at you, but instead of Jim Carrey, it's like a half baked potato. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I-, I looked at his face. And I thought it was like. Like the kind of face someone would make when they're in a hot elevator with a bunch of other people, and then just let one rip. <laughs> and it's like the slyest smirk. It's like, you are trapped in here with me. Well, all that, and he gets off on the next floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the, that's not the GM. The GM is Mike Mayock. Yeah, Mike Mayock. So, he, he, you know, he says he'll punch him. He's being held back by one of the, the shadiest players in the league. But, you know, I guess even he has a moral compass. And he then. Why do you persecute Vontez Perfect? He's done nothing wrong. <laughs> a fun fa- you want a fun fact about Vontez Perfect? Go ahead. $4 million in fines. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. $4 million he has had to give to the league for how many times he has cheap shot at people. That is more money than most people will have in their lifetime. <laughs> so he punts the ball, and then he's like, fine me for that. And then, yeah. So now that's sort of where we're at. He might still end up playing on Sunday, he is Monday. Confirmed to play. He is going to be playing on Monday, but a lot of people are just wondering, like, first of all, this guy is really good, but like, is he even worth it? Every week, you don't know if he might play or not. Uh, I will tell you my opinion on the matter. Uh, right when the Steelers traded Antonio Brown, I was like, well, they won the trade. I was like, getting him off the team and having Juju as your number one still, I was like, yep, they won the trade. But you know what's funny? Yeah. Nick, I don't know if you know this. Did you hear the initial destination that they, that everyone thought Antonio <laughs> Brown got traded to? Nowhere. Buffalo. Oh, that would have been so oh. funny. Here's the alleged story of what happened, though. Apparently, the deal was Antonio Brown for a first-round pick. For Josh Allen. <laughs> no, for a first-round pick. And deal was all set up to go. And then they told Antonio Brown, okay, we're sending you to Buffalo. He's like, I'm going to retire. And they're like, okay, we're not sending him to Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, it, with the threat of being traded to Buffalo, yeah, I would that's a reasonable response. I mean, look at, uh, wasn't it Vernon Davis retired at halftime? No, Vontae. Vontae. Do Vontae you know Vontae, Vontae Davis? Vontae Davis, yeah. The guy who walked out at halftime? Yeah. Yeah. 
that reminds me of another thing. A little bit off track here, but You're what good. happened with Novak Djokovic? Like, retiring the match? I, I heard something about that. I don't so, know if it's something that he really did. But. We're switching. U.S. Open, Novak Djokovic is playing Steve Warinka. That's how you say it, I think. Warinka. I just didn't even cool. try with these names. So, apparently he retired because he had this nagging shoulder issue. He had a nagging injury issue that was sort of t- preventing him from play. So, he just sort of said, okay, retire in tennis is essentially forfeit during the match. So, he's like, yeah. hey... You know, you've played really well. You take the win. People suspect he's lying because he was getting beat, like, bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was losing in straight sets was probably what he was going to lose in. Mm-hmm. But that was sort of the controversy. He was like, did he retire? Because, like, he was actually hurt. He was like, look, I'm going to lose anyway, probably. Let me just not hurt myself more and just quit mm. and just rehab. Or is it, let me save face. And just get out of here now. It's like. Uh, when LeBron's calves lost to the Warriors the last time he was in Cleveland, and then it came out that he had a broken hand. Uh, so I just I'm just thinking about uh how much of a mess the Lakers are now. Right when you say that, it's insane how incompetent they are, dude. I have some confidence in the Lakers. Oh, Nick is a Lakers. Fan. I am a Lakers. Are fan. you a Lakers fan? Primarily, a- my confidence is in Alex Caruso. <laughs> I feel like this year we are going to be carried by the bald mamba, our Lord and Savior. (laughs) (laughs) What school do you go to? Texas A&M. Hell yeah. Oh School kicked our ass in a bowl game last year. Everything's bigger in Texas. So we're just going all over the place. It's fine. (laughs) Alex Caruso, did you guys see that he got a random drug test? Yeah, because there's Photoshop Because there's a Photoshop. So he actually has gotten in considerably good shape, but someone Photoshopped him and buffed him up a bit. So I think people are like, that picture went viral, like, last week, and then he got a drug test <laughs> right afterwards. Let me see if I can pull him up. But, yeah, that's the joke. Is they, like did, he, they didn't find they, – they thought he was on supplements because of his ungodly amount of testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was probably, like, looking into it like, that's why he's balding. Yeah. It's yeah. the steroids. <laughs> of course. Uh, let the me see time. the viral jacked photo. <laughs> we work in. Oh, this is a, here it is, here the, it is. The, the, yep. There it is. Does he have any kids? I don't know. Don't. Uh, you know, either way, Dale. Look at this, <laughs> look at this. Oh, my gosh. See, he actually. <laughs> He's look, still in really good shape. Oh, he definitely. actually looks like this. The Lakers tweeted this out. So he actually looks like that, which is a lot more like of a believable physique for him. Okay, to give you an idea, guys, like for our viewers at home. Imagine a really ripped guy, and then in the Photoshop, imagine a really ripped guy with ginormous pecs, essentially, <laughs> and ginormous biceps. Holy moly, those are pythons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So that's the photo that got viral. That went viral, yeah. Is this guy at Lake Show Yo. Who said, can we just skip the NBA season to give Alex Caruso the MVP already? <laughs> when I first saw this, I thought it was legit. It's a good Photoshop. It's a good fo- oh, it's a great Photoshop. Yeah. yeah. Dude. There's a picture of uh, Caruso, <coughs> Kawhi, French Fry, Cobra Kai, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Don't matter. Lakers and foe. He's become such a wholesome meme. Oh, I love I love Caruso. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. That's another good no, the uh, even the Lakers social media is now yeah. all on board the Caruso train. They just tweeted out like this nice hype video of him the other day. So there's there's there there's a bunch of memes. One was uh Caruso dunking over Jordan. Now this one is mother, 
Now eat your breakfast so you can grow up big and strong like Alex Caruso. And then MJ going, yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one is comparing Alex Caruso, who is notoriously bald, to Saitama from One Punch Man. So, Oh, did you see that? There, uh, 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 I think Baller's Life or Bleacher Report made like an Alex Caruso mixtape. Did they really? Yeah, a hype tape. We oh, didn't watch yeah. it after, but... So this is that's the good side of sports because he's actually a very nice guy, yeah. and it, he's just become a wholesome meme. And yeah. then oh, yeah, there's by the way, I was just saying the reason I don't I, I don't trust the Lakers. I was saying though is because Dwight if, Howard's their center. Well, no, not that. If Anthony Davis walks after this year, holy moly! Okay, yeah, no, no AD, no. no LeBron. Yeah, what do we have? Alex Caruso and Dwight Howard, which is, Alex Caruso, which is enough. <laughs> um, my only so my only concern with the Lakers, and it's kind of annoying. Yeah, Anthony Davis is like otherworldly talent. Of course, him bitching about not wanting to play center, yeah, is like, bro, you're six <laughs> ten. Get in the paint. Get in the paint when you're that. He's big. already playing power forward. Bro, I played center. I'm five six. <laughs> also, so I I come here to report. So NBA 2K came out today. Yes. Oh, it did today? Yes. Oh, my God. So to catch Nick up to speed, NBA 2K has a story mode produced by LeBron James. Okay. So the story mode is... Not you- Kobe Bryant, Oscar Award winner? <laughs> Kobe Bryant was the face of the My Career storyline. Okay, quick flashback. NBA 2K17. You play a high school prospect who's nicknamed the game. They always give you a fucking nickname no matter what. You're Prez. Yeah, Prez. For president um get it anyway yeah. so you're like a top high school prospect you get to pick like they have a couple colleges that you can play for you play like two or three games and then based on that you get drafted and whatever team you get drafted for you're like the the savior like you're gonna be like the big like cornerstone player and on that same team that you they've drafted someone in the second round mm-hmm. and he's like a scrappy underdog and he's played by one michael v jordan <laughs> hell yeah his name justice young yes oh. <laughs> And then the you, you guys become friends and form the dynamic duo of present justice, a.k.a. Orange Juice. <laughs> and they say it's because you put the fresh squeeze on them. <laughs> I was hoping for, like, a Black Panther storyline of this. Like, you know, I, he just comes over and knocks you down, becomes a star player. Is okay. this your star player? Ryan Coogle. He's from, he was drafted out of Wakanda High. <laughs> he goes to Seton Hall. Does he really? That's the school they give him. Went. Fun fact, uh, the guy who directed that is the was the writer on Creed. Oh, really? That's yeah. Awesome. But I say that to say Kobe Bryant does the introduction to my career mode. That's so funny. But anyway, so you play a college standout who plays for, I guess, because they, they didn't want to use real schools for this one, and that'll become apparent probably in a second. Yes. You play for the Bay Area something. So you The pl- Bay Area Dragons. don't pay our students. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you play for a team coached by Idris Elba. Oh yes! How many like A listers oh, they more. have in there's these? There's more. So you play and you're playing in the tournament. So first game, the the storyline I think it's programmed. You blow them out, so like you go to sit on the bench for the fourth, you know. And this kid who's a freshman gets in for garbage time, and on a fast break he gets cheap shotted and he hurts his leg. You find out later that first of all they just said let's make it look like his knee just doesn't exist because they say he tore his patella tendon, his ACL, oh and his MCL. We gotta amputate. <laughs> so he shows up and he's like, "They took my scholarship away. 
and they're making me transfer down. And now they're taking my knee, too. So then you storm into Idris Elba's office, and he's like, I had no choice. So then your player takes a stand and doesn't play in the second game of the tournament, and the team loses. So then from that point onward, you go enter the draft, and there's a lot of questions as if you're a good player or not. Because first of all, you stayed four years, and also you quit on your team, according to them. Yeah. Uh, then you hire an agent who is played by fucking Thomas Middleditch. You know who that is? From Silicon Valley, yes. yes. Uh, no, from the Verizon commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's your fucking... From, from College Humor. Yeah. Like, he did College Humor, humor he, way, way back. He was, he's your that, fucking yeah. agent. And then you start kind of doing this route, and then you're sort of like a celebrity because of like you're you're taking a stand against the college system. Yeah. Now you can see why no colleges were actually used. In the- Guess who your counselor is played by? Your academic advisor. Um, is it common? I bet it's common. No, it's Rosario. <laughs> it's Rosario Dawson. That was close. <laughs> and then you go and you meet Maverick Carter, who's LeBron's production agent, who's in the game, and he's like, "We're going to only want to produce a piece on you." And then, guess what show you get to do an interview on? Oh, I know this one, but I'm gonna try and give you. Pick it. Pick it's like a radio show. Pick it. Pick like a podcast radio show. Uh, I'm gonna go with Infowars. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess. Uh, you go with Jesus and Mero, who are also in the Wait. game. Okay, but an amazing subplot to this game is that your guy gets red pilled. Fantastic. <laughs> and then yeah, and then you do the whole process, right? Yeah. So I watched a YouTube veteran Chris Smoove. I watched his, like, playthrough of it. So then the game came out today so he could, like, release some of the other stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. So you get drafted to a team, and you go play in Summer League. Guess who the coach of your fucking Summer League team is? It's uh, Idris Elba again. Because <laughs> he resigned from his position at the college because you got him fired. <laughs> and guess what happens in the first game of Summer League? You That's don't play! <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there to the world that 2K and LeBron have made the pe- pettiest fucking storyline. The best is also because you know LeBron is so pro, and I'm also pro. Student athletes getting paid for Are you? athletes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, if, if not paid, at least be allowed to make money off their likeness. That's my Which, shout out California and that bill. Woo! Shout out the NCAA for screwing over California now for being like... Yeah, did you hear that? If, no, what happened? California is doing a bill where like the, they can make money off their name, essentially. And the NCAA says, oh, if they do that, then no California schools are NCAA participants anymore. All right, so you're going to lose, like, your best competitors in every state then. So you're losing Stanford, UCLA, USC, there's more. There, Yeah, California has a good bit of schools, I would say. And for baseball, San Diego State. Yeah. SDSU, my father's alma mater. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, Really good baseball school. Yeah, I've actually been on the campus. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And then Cal State... Cal State Fullerton, I believe, is also a really good baseball school. Yeah. Also, they're going to lose Cal Berkeley. And guess who two of the major alumni of Cal Berkeley sports programs are? Aaron Rodgers. And Marshawn Lynch. Yes. <laughs> so, and Jalen Brown, technically. Oh, yeah, Jalen. So, that's fun. Uh, I just wanted to share that because I thought it was hilarious how 2K was like, oh, you don't get to actually play Summer League because Idris Elba's back. <laughs> it's like, cue that gif of him eating the, the wing. and <laughs> It's like... <laughs> Okay, Idris, we're going to hire you for a new team. Okay, great. What rookies do I have? You walk up. (laughs) (laughs) And then it cuts to um, an in-game ad. (laughs) Yeah, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you mentioned NCAA paying athletes. And, like, we're getting close to, like, usually at, like, 45, we'll go to album mode. So... 45 to 50, depends. Yeah. 
album mode. The album know. mode. But uh, uh, can we just Young uh, Flame? I'm going album mode. Can I we, like my ice cream album mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Can I? Can we just agree on something? Dabo Sweetie is an asshole. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, <laughs> I'll retire if they start paying the kids. I like my ice cream album mode. I'm bringing heat. Al Gore mode. Ooh. This is not what going. What you got to say, Vasan? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Go perform that at Hopscotch and see what happens. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, Davos Winnie's an asshole. I just want to put that out there. A man who literally said he'd retire if they started paying the the kids. Like, Dude, why do you care? <laughs> like, he makes like $7 million a year. You make so much money. They're not going to cut your salary, most likely. I and, mean... If he does, just go ahead and quit. Chick-fil-A would happily give him a job. Oh. New yeah. spokesman right there. Oh, yeah, easy. Dabo? Perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Wait, did Steve Spurrier become the Dr. Pepper spokesperson? Did he really? Oh, I love Spurrier. He's a man. Did you not see those commercials with Steve Spurrier? No, nah, I haven't yet. Okay. Dude, I don't watch that much TV, like, really. Well, he's on YouTube commercials. Oh, okay. Well. Anyway, uh, Nicholas, you want to talk about something while I show this? Um, so, yeah. I made hamburgers last night. Oh, nice. First time I've ever cooked anything besides pasta. I made hamburgers. Dear God, Nick, you're 21 years old. <laughs> yeah, my mom's a great cook, so oh, okay. shout Same out here. mom, shout out your cooking. Shout out all the moms and their cooking, and the dads. I was about to say, I was like, just the moms. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad rated. makes a mean oh, PB&J. Steve Spurrier wearing a Dr. Pepper visor is fantastic. <laughs> also, I just realized you said he makes a mean PB&J. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Coach Steve. Ah, uh, what a king. Anyway, but yeah, Nick out here cooking. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, I don't know if my roommates are just being nice, but they said it was it was a good. They burger. all have salmonella now. Oh god. Yeah, they're they're biting into it. It's just like this pink bloody mess. <laughs> oh, it's great, man. <laughs> I mean, they didn't drop dead by the end of the football game, so good, good. I mean, maybe they would have if you know. Just from the boredom of it. I mean, I've heard, yeah. That game sucked. We barely mentioned it. That game sucked so much. I'm so happy that we were at Hopscotch, man. It could have been. Uh, you said you watched the highlights. You want to know what I Wait, learned? What highlights? I was about to say. What highlights? You know what the highlights were? They were like first downs. Yeah, I was about to say. You want to know what someone pointed out? <laughs> what? Aside from the touchdown throw, Aaron Rodgers looks like he couldn't have given less of a fuck. He looks so like, I don't care. I don't really want to be here. This man hates LaFleur already. He lost the power of the stash. That's what it yeah. is. He also almost threw a pick six because he bounced it off of Jimmy Graham's fucking foot. <laughs> he was not. He did not look like he wanted to play that game. I mean, it's Thursday night. So did Mitch Trubisky because like, <laughs> he gave the ball away at the end. Oh, I saw that. That was funny. I saw his pick to Amos or whatever, Amos. He stared down yeah, that throw. Yeah, so funny. And That's why UNC sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had bad school energy, you know? That was just his biggest problem. Yeah, last I checked, NC State's got four starting quarterbacks. Three starting quarterbacks. End of the season, it's going to be four. It's going to be four when Andy Dalton gets benched. QBU. QBU. We have the most quarterbacks on rosters because yeah. we have four. Watch, watch Mike. Actually, Glenn. no, we only have two because Gladden doesn't start either. I was gonna say, watch Mike Gladden get the starting role in Oakland at one point too. <laughs> and I, with all of them in the NFL, yeah. And now looking at Matthew McKay, yeah. I think we could honestly say NC State is a quarterback farm. Like we are. Russell Wilson counts too. If yeah, you were yeah, I would, I would count. He, he was here first. He was here for all of his time except his last year, so I count Russell Wilson. Yeah, Wilson, Rivers, Gladden, Brissett, Finley. Yeah. 
And, and Matt McKay looked good in this first. So he's got to work a bit on the deep ball. Yeah. But once he gets that touchdown on that, he'll be good. It, it looked like in the beginning he was, like, overthrowing a bit and stuff. Yeah. And then he just really, like, I think got he into the down. role. He smoothed it. Like, it was his first start ever yeah. in college. I get it. Like, you're going to be a little nervous, a little jumpy. Granted, Thank God it was against ECU. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> granted, it was against ECU. But yeah. still, I, I think um, he will do well this season. Yeah. Hey, like ECU, shut the fuck up. You can't be a rival if you've been outscored 92 to 9 in the last two games we've played you. You really brought big German energy on the way you said 9. 9! Nine. Nine. <laughs> Dude, 92 to 9? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I think they haven't. No, they have not scored a touchdown in their past three games. Two of which were against us. The last two were against <laughs> yeah. us. But um, I just realized that they have not scored a touchdown on us in the past two years. No. That's so funny. They well, got close. They got close and he fumbled. <laughs> yeah, their, their quarterback was doing a QB run so close that it just gets popped on the side. Oh, <laughs> coughed it up. It was beautiful. But when we cough up the ball near the goal line, our linemen run over and get it and it turns into a 10-yard run. That was hilarious. That was amazing. Uh, you know what else is pretty amazing? What? Ginger. Oh, all right. Is this album mode now? Album mode. I'll all right. This Young Flame going album mode. Shut up. <laughs> Young Bobby. Okay, sorry. Bobby biracial. Also, Logic calls himself Bobby biracial. I just want you to know this. <laughs> also, I do want to point out we did keep the half and half alive for this. Because uh, Nick is half. Yeah, I was about to say we just split him right in the middle. And okay, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Why is that the cover they put? That is not the cover they put. <laughs> I know. I don't know why that's the cover. On uh, yeah. Uh, gosh. So the, the cover that it shows up on Google, it just says Ginger and it shows Jobo with his god-awful haircut. <laughs> just his face. He, he's not even blue. He's not even blue. <laughs> he's not even. Okay. Here we go. Wait, but who is Ginger by Bassam? Brockhampton, America's best boy band since hey. One Direction. That's no, the Jonas your... Brothers don't fucking count. They fucking suck. Continue. Wait, what, what did Pitchfork give it? I'm just curious. Oh, uh, like a 6.8. Yeah, the people Whores? were mad at this. Whores? Oh, you want, okay, wait. You want to do a quick aside into bad Pitchfork reviews? Yeah, wait, what? Uh, They rated, Uh, hold on. Oh, first of all, they did not like. They gave Missy Elliott a four point eight. Oh God, really? I thought it was okay. It was fun. But the worst review, I try to remember, it was like, give me a I'll find it. They keep talking about. I just want to point out that so much fun is on best is was says best new album, which is fantastic for Young Thug. Um, have you ever seen a Pitchfork's review of Kid A by Radiohead? No. It is the worst review I've ever seen. I just ignore Pitchfork because, Pitchfork. I, like, we're about to see here their last few. Okay, well, this they is They gave bad. this a higher How rating is this than better than Ginger? No! <laughs> okay, probably different writers. Let's be fair. You know? No, it's the same guy. It's Sheldon Pierce. Is it really? Him. It's Yeah. He does all hip-hop. You whore! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna put echo on that. <laughs> yeah, it's Sheldon Pierce. That's insane. Yeah, no, I, I, people were blowing up about this. Dude. Like, they were like, this man should be fired. Cancel him. Lost Boy by Corday was 0.1 better than Hot well, Seven. How are you gonna do that? Different different writer. That's fair. That one's a different writer. You know what? Let's go look at Sheldon Pierce's reviews so I can bully him. No, I, I think I saw a Reddit post with a history of Sheldon Pierce's reviews and him giving good albums bad scores, bad albums good scores, and people like he just don't. What did you give Control to Street Volume Two? 
Five point nine. That's probably that's fair. way too close to ginger. Though. What's Rhapsody? Fair. I think it's an eight. Is it no, a, it's a seven. A seven? No, it's eight. an eight. Okay, I was gonna say I was like, it's not. It's it's very good. Yeah. So hold on, Pittsburgh. Sheldon Pierce, you suck. What do you give Trippy? I like a three. This wasn't good. No, it was five point five. Oh, that's, that's too high. I've heard. I haven't. I've heard bad things about that. I might be generous. We live in a world where Revenge of the Dreamers 3 is only point two higher than The Big Day. I want to just put that energy out there. I want everyone to know that Sheldon Pierce thought this was a good idea. Did you? Did you I, I'm, I'm sorry. This is going to be a quick little aside. Do you remember when Chance put on Twitter, like, when he was getting all negative? That he thought people wanted <laughs> like, to kill yeah, himself? He's, he's like, I think people want me to kill myself. Like, no nah, one bro. ever said that. Just dude. don't like your album. Yeah, it's like, dude, people just don't like your album. It's, it's not, really like, bad. He was trying to save face, too. Like, he was making jokes about it. Like, yeah. at the end of that walk. Hey, oh, guess what oh, got on oh, no. <laughs> Injury <laughs> Reserve self-titled album. One point, point one less than Big Day. Oi. <laughs> it's not gravy and biscuits. It really. It's not. Cool. It's not me and you. Oh God. <laughs> Give this shit a higher rating than Ginger. YNW Melly, we all shine. Six point six. In jail. Oh God. Sixty-six years. It's actually a good rating for him. So. This is so funny. This is so funny. Okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Give, give me, give me a Gunners Dripper Drown too. Was that on here? That was on there right after uh, Rapper Go to the League. Ten out of ten. Yeah, ten. <laughs> Gunna has created a classic album that will be talked about for generations in Drip or Drown too. That got higher than no! fucking Ginger. Oh. I'm actually disgusted. Okay, so here's the thing about me. Usually when I listen to albums, I can finish them no problem. And that's how they wind up on the... Me and Vasant have a spreadsheet where we keep track of all the albums. So even if we don't cover them on the show, there are some albums on there that I've listened to that haven't covered. Yeah. For example, AJR's Neo Theater. Terrible album. I listen to it all the way through. It's on the spreadsheet. It has a score. It's a point five. I just want you to know that, people. <laughs> Dripper Drown 2 was so boring, I have not been able to finish it. It came out months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was a 6.7 from this idiot. Who barely higher is Injury Reserve. He even calls him a drowsy Atlanta rapper. But 6.7. <laughs> He's drowsy, but kind of goes. You know? Pittsburgh has a hard on for Gunna, though. They do. I don't know why. Yeah, like, they gave a... Drip, what did they give a... Drip C- oh, they got off for the Drip Season 3, then. What about Drip... What about, uh... What was it? Dripper... Dripper Drown. Yeah, uh, Drip Harder. Seven point point six, better than Injury Reserve, Rockhampton, Corday, tied with Two Chains. Drip Harder is mediocre, and it's mediocre because Lil Baby is pretty good on it. Production is pretty good, and the Gunna is trash on that album. Anyway, let's go back. The features are okay. Too. Let's go back because that uh, I'm appalled. That that is appalling. Yeah, but before I, I this man. before we jump into this, I'm just gonna go ahead and say if it's not apparent already. Uh, I do not think that Ginger is a 6.3. I would agree. Yeah, we all agree on that one. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Oh, man. So I just want to kind of like give a little, like, you know, little opening thought about this album. That I, want, I want to know if you guys agree with on this. On this album, they feel more like a unit than ever before, in my opinion. I, I really didn't feel like, you know, oh, this was Merlin's album, this is Joba's. Like, you know, like, Iridescence, I was, Iridescence, I was like, 
Joba, Merlin were my standouts. I'm just I didn't have a standout, but that wasn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. It feels like they have all come together and they're on the same wavelength for this because yeah. I, they talk about some tough subjects and everything, and it seems like a year after all the controversy, yeah, they've collected their everything. thoughts, they've come back together, and they all together know what they're doing now. Yeah. Um, should I like give some context to this for people that don't know? Yeah, sure, roll with it. All right, so <laughs> as the uh, Brockhampton expert that you have hyped me up to be, yep. uh, I, I know a great deal about them. So they are a boy band, a very non-traditional boy band, mm-hmm. in a sense that it's a bunch of guys that met on a Kanye West fan forum, and most of them went to high school with each other, and then they recruited a couple of vocalists from outside that area, one of them being Don McLennan, who's from Connecticut. The best rapper in the band, in my opinion. Uh, he has some bars. Crazy, yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk about also what good he does at, He's later. also pretty good yeah. at Smash. Is he really? Yeah. I plays it him. a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don McLennan, you listening to this? <laughs> um, but the other one that they recruited was Bareface from Ireland. Right. Northern Ireland, I'm sorry. Don't want to stir up anything right here. Ireland. 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 Um, and then they started making music. Then they dropped All American Trash? I, I, yeah. I, this is the one I have not listened to. Granted, even being a big fan of them, to be an expert. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard tracks on it pop up here and there, and I'll listen to them and be like, okay, all right, just forget about them. Rockhampton Twitter canceled this man. <laughs> <laughs> and I, him. I, I'm and pretty him. sure a, a great deal of Rockhampton fans have not listened to All American that Trash. Just because, especially because I haven't. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> You're in a legend, Brockhampton fan too. I've listened to all three saturations and iridescence and ginger. I just have never gotten to all American trash. You listen to their singles too. What's that? Have you listened to their singles too? I which ones like the uh, 1999s, I mean, the 1999 1990s. Truman. Oh, that's so. a, oh yeah 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 I, okay. Uh, Wildfire Truman and then what was the other one? Diana. Diana yeah. Yeah, listen to those. Yeah. This man lying. So after dropping three albums, span of one year. Yeah. Uh, there was some controversy with one of the band's members, Amir Van. Van. A lot of people's favorite, yeah. actually. Yeah, too. because I mean, guy had some solid verses, good flow. Um, a lot of accusations of uh, very bad things against him. Very bad. Yeah. Sexual assault, blatant assault. Um, and then Dom came out and said that. He had some personal beef with them after he like set him and his friends up. Um, I don't think he gave too much context with it, but is it because yeah. they felt lied to, right? I think they yeah, had that was a lot of it, and a lot of that comes out to show on Dom's verse in "Dearly Departed." Holy moly, dude. Oh, yeah. that one of the highlights on the album right there, mm. just because of raw energy he channels, Dear and God. this just pure, unadulterated anger, just straight passion, just. Literally, it's like you took all that, whatever's probably been pent up inside of him, but he just was like, it's coming out in this verse. And then, okay, I just have to point out, too, at the end of the verse with the slamming door of the studio. <gasps> that was hard. <laughs> and then have you seen the music video for it? I have not yet. Uh, at the end of the music video, he stands up, does his verse, and during the middle of that, knocks over the camera out of anger. And according to Kevin Abstract, that was like 100% not scripted. Oh Wasn't supposed to do that. Just so pissed he knocked over the camera. Wow. That's so how you know it's real. 
Damn. That's like one of those yeah. great moments in like media. Like I always the go to one is always like how like in the uh, the Dark Knight Heath Ledger wasn't supposed to like shake the remote to oh, blow yeah, up the when hospital. When they're blowing up the hospital, the it was supposed to blow up. Were getting delayed for some reason, so he hits the button. And he's like. So he, he just kept up. acting. Yeah. yeah. Or like Django Unchained, like Leonardo DiCaprio like cut his hand when they were doing he a really scene did. and just kept on rolling with it, right? Yeah, it was bleeding. Or like the time that uh, Tessie, Teddy Roosevelt got shot in the chest while giving a speech. <laughs> and kept and giving. giving the speech. That's, not, that's real. The OG. That's crazy. Young Ted. Young Teddy. Yeah, but dearly departed fucking, like, I felt like, I, like, I felt like all the air had left my body. Like, I felt like I just, yeah. a lot. Yeah. I feel bad for them, man. Like they, they, they have some. They have a. They have a great fan base, but they have one of the most demanding ones. I feel like at the same time, oh, yeah. and sometimes people don't understand. Like, it's not easy. So iridescence dropped about a year ago. Yeah. Not even, and not maybe even. about two months after that, you would see people in the Brockhampton fan base. Hey, where's the next album? We want another album. <laughs> It's because they were so used to, like, every three months with, like, yeah. an album. They're like, where's the album, guys? And even this year, we had a good amount of music with yeah. uh, Arizona Baby. Yeah. Kevin yeah, Abstract. Kevin Abstract. released a solo album. People were not And there's even Brockhampton features on there. He's yeah. got Joba, Bareface. Yeah. Um, even Dominic Fike, who's, like, pretty much an unofficial member yeah. of Brockhampton at this point. Yeah, him and Jaden Smith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think they, they're friends with Jaden anymore. Are they really not? I, I mean, I don't think there's any beef. It's just, you know, hasn't really done much it was of them ever since. It's probably yeah. because his projects have sucked. Uh, <laughs> I, I still kind of like Jaden. Okay. I, yeah, I think he's a good guy. You know? He's weird. <laughs> he's a good guy, though. Yeah, anyway, uh, Will Smith from Brockhampton. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I don't... I think, first I'm of all... I'm Will Smith, and I'm on a broadcast you know joint. Let me tell you, I don't roll any joints. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's listening to me. That's because I'm cool. I never went and cheated in school. <laughs> I'm Will Smith, and I'm here to say what Amir did was not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's his ad lib. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's rewind time. Yeah. Um, Real quick, have you guys seen that? Uh, Wait, make- how hard would it be if he started a verse four bars in, but yeah, it's a rewind time and started the verse again? <laughs> That'd be great. Also, have you seen the Nicky Jake tweet where he was like at a campfire? It was no, at the be- It was like for this year's New Year's, he and Gus and all his friends were having a campfire, yeah. and he was sitting there, and he was like, "Guys, I want you to record this because I have something to say." And he looks at the camera, he's like, "Guys." What if this year we control Rewind? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, I would I would support a Patreon for that if we had Nicky Jakey, Gus Johnson, Eddie Burback. Eddie who Burback. hasn't uploaded <laughs> in a millennium. Yeah. <laughs> Noel Miller, just put them in charge. Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden. Danny, Danny Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Uh, Curtis that? Connor. Throw them in charge of making rewind this year it would be fantastic absolute shit show in the best way possible narrated by narrated by Fleblo raps you know what's funny though just on that aside is just like everyone reacted with just like a fuck you dude (laughs) but anyway um to go back to this what i don't because i remember they dropped merch i think it was before arizona baby rolled out and kevin abstract said like repeatedly look it's going to be expensive, but we're having it made okay, ethically. I'm sorry, I need to stop you again because the real way they need to introduce it is that it's PewDiePie and Joe Rogan at a table, and then Joe Rogan just goes, huh, what if we controlled Rewind? <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep going now. Oh, okay. Aiden loves his Joe Rogan bit. Yeah. Um, so, like, he was like, the merch is going to be ethically sourced, high quality, all of the stuff. He's like, 
But in order to do that, the price has to go up. Yes. So I just want you all to understand that it's going to be expensive. Yeah. And guess what fucking happened when it came out? Why is it expensive? Why is it expensive? You guys just want to, you know, you don't care about the fans. Why are you making it so expensive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I gave you reasons. <laughs> I gave you real like, reasons. Like, they have a lovely fan base. I'm sure they're super grateful for but yeah. their fans are so demanding because they're so used to getting everything. Yeah. They're so used to getting everything, and then, again, their first three albums are all, like, classics, so that, that's impossible. They have one of the best trilogies in rap music, and it was all in one year. Yeah, it's insane. Run the Jewels trilogy took three years, at least. Yeah, and they still haven't given you RTJ4. Which they promised. Yeah, also, I'm a Pusha T fan, and so is Aiden. You know how fucking hard it is waiting for music? Oh, yeah, definitely. The prelude to his main album came out five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Give me King Push. Give me King Push. Anyway, but yeah, so I liked Boy Bye, by the way. Just, just Boy Bye is not It's a bop. It, let's bring it all the way back to it. No Halo. No Halo, favorite song of the album for same. me. Same. I would awesome. I would put it in like my top five favorite Brockhampton songs of all yeah, time. Same. It, it's, I heard someone on the internet. It's fantastic. They, it's fantastic. They said yeah. it's like the kind of song that you listen to, headphones in your ears, middle of the night, just like sitting in your bed, looking straight up at the ceiling, put on No Halo. That's the it's kind of beautiful. song it is. Can we mention how it's four minutes and twenty seconds long? <laughs> nice. nice. But no, it, when that song started, I was like, "Oh, this is a this song. It's trying to be a ten, isn't it?" Yeah, uh, it's "No Halo" is a fantastic song. Uh, it's kind of in the the same type of lane as my favorite Brockhampton song, one of my favorite songs ever, "Bleach." Mm-hmm. Just got to throw it out there. That nice, moody, like you know, like introspective verses, everything. Awesome job by the female vocalist. I forget her name right now. Uh, Deb Never. Deb Never. And isn't she dating one of the members? Uh, I don't think so. I know she, she, like, has a pretty good solo career. Okay. And in one of her music videos, she had Matt Champion in it. Okay. I don't think they're dating. I think Matt has a different girlfriend. Okay, yeah. But I think it was, like, kind of like, you know, hey, get my music video and then put you on our song. Something like that. Yeah, definitely. Sugar. Also great. Very good. Uh, They performed it last night. Live on Ellen. How did yeah, that go? It's one of the very like radio friendly, wide audience appealing it's songs of this album. It's still very good, very sweet song. Yeah. yeah. No, I really liked it. Yeah. Boy, by I just like the beat so much. It's a great beat. Um, I didn't think the rapping was anything fantastic. On it was good. It's a two minute and twenty two second yeah, song. Yeah, it's two minutes and twenty two seconds. It's good. It's fine. Heaven belongs to you. It's fine. Brockhampton song with no Brockhampton vocals on it. (laughs) Very interesting. I liked it. Um, I I just think it would have made sense if they put it with If You Pray Right. Because it's the same beat. It would have been nice just to have them flow into each other. Um, But But then... They they throw St. Percy in the middle of it for some reason. I I, I don't understand. And St. Percy is a pretty good song. Yeah. It just feels weird because I see... Like, let's say you switch, you put this before it, so it's like an interlude that leads into a song, or you put it afterwards, so it's a song that leads into like a bit of a break, yeah. and then into the next song. I'm just gonna make my, I'm just gonna make a playlist called Ginger Two, still red, and then like switch that. <laughs> just the only difference is I switch that. <laughs> Ginger Two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> Ginger Two. Ginger two, win. <laughs> ginger hard. Two ginger too furious. <laughs> yeah, uh, dearly departed. Already probably the best, one of the best verses I've ever heard yeah, recently. Oh, like it's one of the, like you can go into lyrics and do the whole rap nitpicky shit, but like from like a verses are about delivery. Delivery was literally the most a one thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I've been born again. It's okay. It was kind of like. 
I, I would say maybe my least favorite, but like I can understand why people like it. It's just it just didn't play with me that well. I wouldn't say it was my least favorite on the album, but it it actually got me worried about the album at first because that was the first single they dropped. And oh, people yeah, yeah. were kind of, I think, mixed. Was yeah. it mixed? I think the result it, it was It was mixed. Um, I mean, the song has grown on me since, but when it first dropped, I, I didn't think it was good. Yeah. And I started to get worried. But, I mean, I, I shouldn't have. I, I should have had more faith in my boys. <laughs> uh, and it uh, turns out I was wrong. Title track right after it. Oh, Ginger, I think, is very pretty. Yeah. I really like Ginger. Unlike this fucking haircut that I've been staring at. <laughs> big boy. You're a big boy now. You're a big boy now. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I, a man now, dog. I think these last four songs, in my opinion, they're fine. Um, none of them really stand out to me. As a leg, probably the weakest leg. Yeah. The I, first leg is the best leg. I'll say I do like Ginger and um, Love Me For Life a bit, but also Big Boy and Victor Roberts kind of just like, yeah, they're fine. Like they're pretty good, but nothing like. I guess Heaven Belongs to You is the first like. The first like has like Halo, no Halo, Sugar, Boy Bye. I mean, the first like is probably the best like. The second like, I feel like Dearly Departed is the big standout on that one. And then yeah. the last Dearly like, Departed, the, the second like is still good, but Dearly Departed just like lifts it so much. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then that back half again. I like Ginger. And I like Love Me for Life, but it doesn't like it doesn't have that same oomph as the first half, or like that emotional weight that Dearly Departed brings to it. So, so, what's the problem with iridescence? Not much, really. The only problem with iridescence is that. This is, oh, are you talking about iridescence? Not iridescence. Oh, the problem. The problem with iridescence yeah. was, in my opinion, that it was it was really good at times, but then the opposite of that was, I thought, somewhat mediocre for it was them. A bit sloppy. Mm-hmm. But. It was a bit sloppy, yet it still made my top 15 albums yeah. of the year, I just want to say. <laughs> but this out... So let me tell you something about Frogampton. Even when they're sloppy, they're still really good. Yeah. I, I still really enjoyed Iridescence. Yeah, same. Not it, on the same level as Saturation. Yeah, not on yeah. the same level as Ginger. Still yeah. good album. Yeah. Ginger has this unique thing of, it's consistently good mm-hmm. or solid. It just isn't great enough for it to be like a... It's like it's okay. Keep in mind, this album is good. I gave it a high rating, but yeah. what didn't let it go over the top is that it's always, I think, very good, but it's never like great enough at times. Like there's spots of greatness, yeah. but that's what it does better than Iridescence. Iridescence is wildly inconsistent for me. The thing for me, so Iridescence, Iridescence is um again, it's a little messier, a little more sloppy. I actually enjoy Iridescence a little bit better, like bare, like just a smidge better. I would say, you know. It is a fun mess, um, though. It is a fun mess. Even when it's sloppy, it's still fun. Um, just kind of because, like... Pause. Okay, Ginger has some standouts, like No Halo and Dearly Departed. But the standouts on Iridescence really hit with me. Got more, it. And I just felt like, you know, with this one, the consistency was there, which is good. I'm happy that they're getting some consistency. But I felt like the strongest tracks on... Uh, Iridescence were just a little stronger on average. So that's kind of like my opinion. I just want to know, like, what are your, your strongest tracks on Iridescence, you think? Uh, so I really like Tanya. I really like Wait. Uh, Joe Ver. Ooh. Ooh, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Joe Ver. Uh, what else is there? Um, I, honey. Do, I do like Honey. Honey's good. I think Brockhampton has a... And there's, I know there's like a few more, but I'm 
from my memory, Brockhampton has a good penchant for album openers. New Orleans was what opened the iridescence, yeah. right? Oh, I like Thug Life too. New Orleans was Heat was a great opener as well. Gummy, I think Gummy is their best opener. Gummy's my favorite Brockhampton song. Gummy is fantastic. Gummy is a great, but their openers are always good from what I can remember. So like, that's what I like about them. They they open albums great. So at least like you come in like, okay, this is already good. Which um, some artists for some reason struggle to open albums strong, but then the whole middle order of the album is yeah. consistent. I also really liked uh, Sam Marcos. But overall, Ginger for me is a really good Rockhampton project, and I think if you're a fan, shut the fuck up and <laughs> leave them alone for a year. Let them have time. There's some sad people right I now. I don't even know what, if, because this project, you can tell it's uh, like the Amir Van thing was a huge. More so than Iridescence, the Amir Van thing was a huge thing here. Yeah, because, so in my opinion, so Iridescence, I mean, I know it was originally going to be, like, Puppy, and then they scrapped that, and, like, everything, but um, I feel like Iridescence was made partially pre-Amir, and yeah. then, like, kind of adjusted later. This is definitely, like, them just dealing with, like, the loss of a friend, essentially, and, like, you know, be, like, someone you trust is turning out to be, like, a terrible human being. Yeah. Yeah. And that's tough. Uh, I think Iridescence, you are exactly right about yeah. how it was like kind of like pre all the some of drama. It was probably done. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. it feels like a lot of it is missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like they they just had to real fast like go in fix everything, yeah. and they did not have a lot of time between the whole Amir drama, mm-hmm. and then when they had to go record the album because they recorded that album at Abbey Road. Yeah. So they had like a certain amount yeah. of time to be there and they had to have everything done and ready for that. Yeah. And I feel like there just wasn't enough time between the drama and their recording to fix everything and get together a great album. Mm-hmm. I still think with all that happened, it's, it's really, admirable how good it even is in the first I place. I would say it's an awesome achievement that they're able to come together with even like a, a full album at that point. Yeah. But let alone, it's still a very solid, good album. Can I just point out something? Okay, so we haven't, me and Nick, neither, neither of us have heard All American Trash. So I'll say this. I, I also don't think it's like an album. I think it's like a mixtape, whatever. Yeah. They're five for five. <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't that insane? They yeah. haven't really had a, they haven't. In the they, course of three years, they are they less ha- than three years. They, don't, they, they haven't had five. their big day. They don't have the project that the fans are like, uh. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're the big day. Yeah, no. And abstract gets married. Ooh, I love my husband. <laughs> I love my husband. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, no, but they're they're while wild and sometimes all over the place. They're still the most one of the most consistent acts you yeah. have. I just I just feel bad for them because I feel like they just don't get enough time off. They're hardworking people. But I think they need... Because I feel like the inspiration for this, right? Mm-hmm. Amir Van, they actually got to address it how they yeah. wanted to. I think they can take a break before finding the muse for the next project. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because I highly doubt there is one. A next project? Point. No, the, a next project is coming. I just don't think they figured out... <laughs> oh, no, I like, no. no. <laughs> I just don't think they figured out their muse or like they haven't figured out kind of like their direction yet. Because yeah. this just came out. They're probably going to like sit on this for a bit. Because yeah, a lot of emotions were put into this. They're not even touring right away, right? Like, I haven't heard... Oh, no, they have tour dates coming out. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Of course, no North Carolina, Carolina for their tour. But, yeah, it's happening. But I think you are exactly right with that. We're going to take a break from hearing any, like, Brockhampton projects. Mm-hmm. But 
rumor on the street is a lot of the artists are going to go off and release their solo projects now. Awesome. Like, we all know, like, Kevin Abstract has... Do the solo break. His, yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't really a break. He was he was he doing was it all at the same time. Everything. No, no, not for him. But I'm saying like this is like a solo break. Like everyone's yeah. still there's still a group, but they're like go do have a bit of a creative exploration. It's like the Migos did it. <laughs> I was gonna say, think of it like when Kiss back in like the '90s released all those solo albums. I thought they albeit, all, all of, I was about to say, albeit all of them were terrible, awful rock albums. But you know what, Joe and Dom and Merlin, I think they could pull something out. I like. I wonder what Bareface solo would be like. Uh, so before he was in Brockhampton, Bareface did have did some solo really? projects out. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. I'll have to take a look at that. Uh, that's, I was going to say, I like Bareface's voice. You know, yeah. Like. Um, yeah, and it kind of caught me off guard when he was actually rapping in this album. Because yeah, usually was, he's yeah. just... He popped a verse in there. Singer, yeah. <laughs> in there. And I, I think he did a good job. Props to Bareface. Yeah. Also, people always forget about Bareface. They do, yeah. Uh... <laughs> There's been some issues with him not getting addressed in interviews or, like, pieces, either writings or... I saw, like, a piece of, of art. Of the group. He's I great. There was, um... The fans really like yeah. him. I yeah, there was him. a... I think it was a cover for some magazine. I don't know if it, it was a cover, but it was definitely a yeah. piece of art in this magazine. And they, like, drew all the members. But Bareface. No Bareface. They do the thing in uh, Monsters, Inc. where his face was covered with the price tag. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm on the magazine. Here, I, I have a picture of it because I'm going to add it to the cover for my Spotify playlist. Yeah. Um, here it is. You see all of them, but Bareface. All of the performing members of Rockhampton, except Bareface, drawn in a beautiful, like, abstract way. Yeah, Kevin Abstract Kevin way. abstract way. <laughs> and then Bareface is just not there. Don't worry, he's somewhere in the background providing moody vocals to the song, to their picture there. Yeah, but you want to give the ratings? Yeah, sure. I uh, give a 8 out of 10 to Dingo. Great album. Any, I, I just want to say anything for me, 8 and above, is great. Yeah, album. same. Gave it an 8. What would you give it, Nick? You know, I'm going to be controversial with this one. 8 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was very good, um, very mature. A lot of people are upset that there's not as many bangers as this, Saturation Trilogy. This didn't need bangers. As, as no. Tyler, as Tyler the Creator once said, when pe- he's like, when people say they miss my old music, it's still out. My old music is still there. Yep. You can go listen to it if you want to. But I, I think it's a solid return to form, not in the sense that it's similar to Saturation. No, no, not at all. But yeah. in the sense that it feels like they have returned to being a cohesive unit. Yeah. And they're back to making really solid albums. As they're about to break up and not break up. But Whoa, go off no! On, <laughs> Don't say that as they're funny. about to go off on their own, but break yeah, Hampton. Break. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I, the funny thing about this album though is the first time I listened to it, I really liked it and everything I did, like from the beginning. But I listened to it and I was like, I feel like that was drastically different from Saturation. I went back and listened to like like a lot of the songs off there. I was like. Yeah, this is drastically. Mm-hmm. You don't realize how much they've changed. Yeah, or at least the sounds changed. But yeah. good, good job, Brockhampton. And just kind of like to echo something me and Nick were saying earlier, they really do feel like again, this is very impressive. And despite in the face of all the drama and the everything that happened with Amir, how cohesive they sound on this album. And again, where it's, the, the standouts aren't there, but they just sound. That's so a group. They sound like a group. A group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a boy band. Yeah, the best boy band. Oh. All right, wait, Aiden, I have a question for you. One last question, yeah. if we if we want to move away from this topic. Go for it. So Merlin Wood, 
Yes. For him, do you prefer Voodoo Man or Murder Man? I need you to explain what that means. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, really in like New that. Orleans, he calls himself Voodoo Man. Voodoo Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on this album, oh gosh, which song is it? I think it might be the end of Big Boy. Big Boy? I would guess that. Refers to himself as Murder Man. (laughs) (laughs) With with Merlin, I would say Voodoo Man. Such a a crazy voice. Such a crazy voice, I'd say Voodoo Man. Voodoo Man fits better than Murder Man. (laughs) Murder Man. I, I, I still think... Voodoo, Voodoo Man, man. too. Voodoo yeah. Man! <laughs> Voodoo Man Merlin, baby. Hey, solo props, it's gotta be crazy. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I mean, I, if he does put one out, I'm very excited off of what he did with No Halo. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, he carried that song. I mean, uh, granted, good song, good performance he, for everybody. He was the standout He's the standout, that. yeah. Yeah, he was awesome on that. Okay, so we've finished our review. Is there anything else you'd like to say as we wrap things up for our episode today? <laughs> Thank you, Nick, for coming on and being our guest today. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a great experience. Um, something I love doing, too. Uh, people are probably tired of hearing my voice at this point. No, pl- plug your Twitter or something. Plug something. Where can they find you? All right, so I am very active nowhere. But <laughs> if you want to see any content by me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at LNickHill. That's E L underscore Nick Hill. <laughs> Nick spelled with a K. That's the only right way to do it. If you want practically no content in a, in a blurry picture of his face, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, follow, follow, follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. Um, uh, yeah, shout out Nick. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Yep. Um, Nick, I guess the only other thing for Nick is Nick is also the uh, voice, the the voice of the Raleigh Firebirds. Yeah. Oh, not just that. I I am the, the Raleigh, Raleigh Firebirds. Firebirds. No, no, no. I um, yeah, I'm the director of media relations. That's my official title yeah. for a semi-pro basketball team in Raleigh. Um, I work with the media. The semi-pro. Basketball. Oh, oh, I know. I'm I'm trying to get them there yeah. someday. But uh, I, I just work with members of the media, promoting them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, occasionally I'll just go onto the court and call a game or two. Oh, nice. uh, just just, casually. Yeah, casual little thing Nick I like has to do. A, Nick, if they won, Nick would have had a championship ring. <laughs> yeah, that really? uh, probably made out of paper mache. <laughs> 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 but no. I, in all seriousness, uh, if you live in the Raleigh area, you should go check out the Raleigh Firebirds for some very good basketball. And it's not like um, expensive. It's no, like a- no, like five dollar tickets. Oh, bad. And they have a partnership with the city of Raleigh to promote STEM education for our local schools. Yeah, we so, stand that. Yeah, very connected with that. And again, good cheap basketball. Mm-hmm. Get to hear my voice. Still, I know you're probably tired of me. And a semi-professional sports team in uh, Raleigh. I don't think there's another one of that. I don't think we have like a, well, we have the Hurricanes, but like you know. they're professional, they're dude. Professional, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that semi-pro hockey team down the street. <laughs> oh, that that minor league uh, hockey team that made the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I might also be a member of the Firebird staff. Who knows? I'm saying we would very much appreciate it. Uh, also, listeners out there in the Raleigh area, if you are looking for some experience working in either the sp- the field of sports. Field of media, field of stats. Uh, Not the field of stats. It's mine. Don't take it from me. Thank you. You're gonna need some help. Yeah. <laughs> Joking. Hello there. 
<laughs> um, Second stat major in this movie. Nice to meet you. Yeah, don't, don't feel uh, afraid to reach out to me. Uh, see if I can hook you up with some help because we are always interested in having more people come on and help with this team. And I would say from my experience doing this for almost a year now, it's very good. Um, a great learning experience for me. And I'm just doing what I love, getting good time and doing it. So if you want to join the yeah. Raleigh Firebirds, <laughs> right, we so, would very much appreciate it. Okay, do you guys need a five foot six point guard that has <laughs> no shot but plays really good defense? <laughs> You're welcome to try out. Tryouts hey. are going on all throughout the offseason. Yeah. Also, yeah, this also if you were if you were interested in uh, the opportunity, they don't the season doesn't start until February. February, yeah. yeah so you have they're, plenty of time. They're trying to coordinate it so, you know, when other basketball is like winding down and stuff, they're starting up, so never have a break from basketball. Yeah, forever. ball forever. Well, um I don't know how you want to end this, Aiden. Well, chicka, 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 chicka. <laughs> well, you big load of crackers. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Cracker. Yeah, you you crackers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 27 of the Half and Half podcast. Only 16 listens away from 300 streams. Stay creamy, crackers. <laughs> we love all day. of you. Love y'all. Have a great night. Yep. Bye. Love